Since the last few Mishnayas discussed different types of mitzvahs, who is obligated in what kinds of mitzvahs, and where different mitzvahs apply, which ones apply only in Eretz Yisrael, etc., the last Mishnah of this parak discusses the idea of mitzvahs in general and the greatness of even just one mitzvah. Says the Mishnah, anybody who does one mitzvah, and the Gemara explains that we're talking about somebody who the level of their mitzvahs and the level of their averus is balanced, it's equal, and he does one mitzvah, and that mitzvah now means that he has more merits and more mitzvahs than averus. Or the overall level or quality of all of his merits and mitzvahs becomes more than his averus. Then says the Mishnah, they do good for him. He receives good, and that's talking about the good reward in Olam Haba, or Yomov, which literally means that they give him good, uh, long life. But again, that's referring to Olam Haba, which isn't limited by time at all, it's everlasting. The Neuchelis Oretz, which literally means he inherits the land. And once again, this is a reference to Olam Haba, which is known as Eretz HaChayim, the land of the living. Of course, that's the main world. Olam Haza is just a temporary existence to get to Olam Haba. So Olam Haba is known as Eretz HaChayim, the land of the living. That's the real life. That is the main world and where we're all leading to. So such a person who has more merits than Averus, he will gain Olam Haba. And they'll receive lots of reward in Olam Haba. And anybody who does not do one mitzvah, this is referring to somebody who therefore has more averus than mitzvahs. They don't do good for him, and they don't um, give him a long life, and he doesn't inherit the land, meaning he will not merit to all of this great reward in Olam Haba. It could be that he'll receive most of his reward in this world, or whatever it may be, but his level of reward in Onohaba will certainly be reduced. Continues the Mishnah, the second half of the Mishnah. Anybody who is involved in Mikro, which is Tanakh, Mishnah, which refers to Toshbal Peh, including Gomorrah, Uderch Eretz, which we're going to translate to mean his involvement with other people, how he acts and behaves towards other people. Anybody who is involved in those three things and improving them, he will not sin quickly. As the Pesach says, A thread or a string which is tripled, meaning it's one thread but made up of three threads which are intertwined together. Such a thread will not become unfastened and undone quickly. So if you've got these three big pillars and fundamental things, if you acquire them for yourself, then it will be a very good um, protection from sin because you'll be involved in these things. Anybody who is not involved in learning of Tanakh or learning of Mishnah and Gemara or in improving his character towards other people, which literally means he's not part of the settlement of the world. He's not a benefit for other people at all. And the Gemara adds that such a person is an invalid witness. Since he's not really a benefit at all to other people, he also has no shame in front of other people and he cannot be trusted to testify about something. The vast, vast majority of the previous period didn't really talk about Kiddushin. But from now, we really talk about the focus of the Masechta, and that is Kiddushin. When man marries a woman, there are two stages to the marriage. The first is the Kiddushin, where he acquires the woman. And at that stage, she becomes forbidden to everybody else, but she's, no yet, she's not yet permitted to have relations and live with her husband. The second stage is Nisuin. That's the process which is done under the Chuppah. And that is the final stage of the marriage after which they are fully married and can have relations with each other. 
Nowadays, you do Kedushin and Nisuin under the Chuppah, but in times of the Mishnah, they would do Kedushin, and typically a year later, they would have the Nisuin. And it's learned from Pesukim that Ha'ish Mekadish Boy Uvishluchai. A man can perform Kedushin with a woman, either by him himself doing it, and like we saw in the first Perek, that can be done in three ways, either by giving her money, or an item worth money, or by giving her a document saying that you are performing Kedushin with her, or by having relations with her. But as the Mishnah says that you can do that yourself, or you can perform the Kedushin via a messenger. You can send a messenger to give her the money or the document on your behalf, and the messenger is considered sort of an, an extension of you, and the Kedushin in such a case would be valid. On a similar note, a woman can receive the Kedushin herself, or with a messenger, she can appoint a messenger to receive the money or the document from the person who is performing Kedushin. And as soon as the messenger receives it, she'll, the Kedushin takes place. And thirdly, a man can perform Kedushin, or can receive Kedushin on behalf of his daughter, as long as she is a Nara, which means she is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half years old, one of the rights which her father has over his daughter is that he is able to receive the Kiddushin on her behalf. If a man gives him the money or the document, then the Kiddushin would be valid, even if his daughter doesn't necessarily know about it. And this applies when she is a Katana, under the age of Asmitsa, and when she is a Nara, which is between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Once she's already 12 and a half years old, she's too old, and she's left the authority of her father. But until the age of 12 and a half years old, the father himself could receive the Kedushin, or you could appoint a messenger to receive the Kedushin, and the Kedushin would be valid. Continues the Mishnah, One who says to a woman, You should be miskadeshes to me, I'm performing Kedushin with you using this date, and he gives her a date, um, and then he gives her another date, and he says, I'm performing Kedushin on you with this date, and he repeats the word Kedushin. Because he repeats the word Kedushin, it's clear that he is separating out each one, and whenever he gives her a date, it's a new Kedushin. Obviously, you can't do Kedushin more than once, but he's doing it again and again. Now, we learnt at the beginning of the previous parak that the minimum value of the item which one gives the woman for Kedushin, it has to be worth at least the Shoah Prota. So the Mishnah says, If one of these dates is worth at least the Shoah Prota, then she would be considered Mekudeshes, it's a valid Kedushin. But if not, in Mekudeshes, it is not a valid Kedushin, even if combined, the dates do make up a Shoah Prota. Since he repeated the word Kedushin each time, it's clear that he is separating them out. And he doesn't want to perform Kedushin with all of them put together. He's doing a new act of Kedushin each time, and therefore, if each one of them is less than the Shoah Prutta, then the Kedushin will be invalid. On the other hand, if he says, Bozoi, Uvozoi, Uvozoi, with this date, and this one, and this one, and he gives her a date and another one, since he didn't say the word Kedushin again in between each time, if combined they make up a Shoah Prutta, Mukudeshes, then she would be considered Mukudeshes, and the Kedushin would be valid, but if not, in Mukudeshes, she would not be considered Mukudeshes. However, says the Mishnah, if she was eating each date one by one, meaning he said, you should be Mukudeshes to me via this date, he gave her that date, and then she ate it. And after she ate it, then he said, and with this date, and with this one, and this one. But before she received the next one, she ate the first one. In that case, we can't combine all of the dates together. Because when the t- at the time that the Kedushin takes place, which is once she has received enough to make up a Shoah Prutta, the other part of it is no longer here. So the mission says, Ain't no Kodesh, she's, not, she's not considered to be Mekodeshes, unless one of them is, is worth a Shoah Prutta. And the Gemara explains, it has to be that the last one is worth a Shoah Prutta. 
Since he said that the Kedushin is taking place via this date and this one and this one, that means that the Kedushin only takes place once he's received all of those dates. Now, if only, let's say, the first one was worth a Shavu Prata, that means that by the time that the woman has received all of the dates and the Kedushin is supposed to take place, at that time, she hasn't got a date which is worth a Shavu Prata, because the Shavu Prata date she already ate. Only if the last date is worth a Shavu Prata, and that's the date which still exists at the time that the Kedushin takes place, only then would the Kedushin be valid. Mishnah base, if a man says to a woman, it's casually because they shall yayin, you should become miskadeshes to me, I'm performing Kedushin on you, because I shall yayin with this cup of wine. And he gives her the cup of wine, and it's worth a show of prata. However, when it's shal devash, it emerges that actually it's a cup of honey. Or if he says shal devash, it's a cup of honey, when it's shal yayin, but it comes out that it's actually wine. Or if he says, bedinar zeshal kesef, venimtsa shal zohov, he says, I'm performing Kedushin with you with this dinar of silver. But it ends up being a dinar of gold. Or Shal Zahav, he says that it's gold. And Shal Kesef, it ends up being silver. Yosher. He says that he's performing Kedushin on condition that he is wealthy. Then it's Oni, but he, it emerges that actually he's poor. Or Oni, he says on condition that I'm poor. Then it's Osher, but it emerges that he's actually wealthy. In a Mekodeshes, in all of these cases, she would not be considered Mekodeshes, since this is a Mekach Ta'us. It's an acquisition. A Kedushin is a type of acquisition based on misinformation. And therefore it's invalid. In all of the examples we gave, there's an advantage to both of them. Honey could be worth more than wine, but it could be that she prefers wine. It could be that she prefers to have a less wealthy husband. And therefore, we consider a mekach ta'us because there are advantages and disadvantages in both of them. So it's an invalid kedushin. However, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, in if he tricked her, as it were, it could be it wasn't intentional, but he may not make a mistake. But for the better... And this is referring to the middle case which we had, where it was silver and gold. So gold is definitely considered to be preferable to silver. They're both just values of money, and one is more. So in that case, according to Rishimon, Mekodeshes, you would be considered Mekodeshes. And the Gemara explains, it's not in every case. We're talking specifically about a case where the woman appointed a messenger to receive Kedushin from a particular man. And she said, receive the silver dinar from this man. And the messenger went, and he received a gold dinar. In such a case, Rishimon says that the Kedushin is valid, because we assume that when she said silver, she wasn't saying only receive it if it's silver. She was just saying he'll probably give you silver. So when he gives you whatever he'll give you, receive it. And therefore, if he ends up giving something even better, then it would be valid. Now, even in that case, if he would give something worse, then Rabbi Shimon would say that it's invalid because he never really appointed him to be a messenger to receive something worse. But if it's to receive something better, then he is considered to be her messenger and the Kiddushin would be valid. Mishnah Gimel continues the Mishnah with more examples. If he says, I'm being Kaddish you, I'll condition that I'm a Koyain. But he emerges to be a Levi. Levi when it's a Koyain. Or he says, I'm a Levi, but he ends up being a Koyain, Nosin. He claims to be a Nosin, who is a descendant of the Giv'oinim who tricked the Jewish people in, in, in the times of Yeshua to convert. Be it's forbidden to marry a Nosin. If one does perform Kedushin, it's a valid Kedushin, but it's forbidden. So he says that I'm a Nosin, and it's a Mamzer, he ends up being a Mamzer, Mamzer, or he says that I'm a Mamzer, and it's a Nosin, he ends up being a Nosin, Ben Ir. He says on condition that I live in a town, which is less busy, and it's a Menkrach, but he emerges to live in a city, which is much more busy. And crowded. Ben Krach and Ben Ir. Or if he says that I live in a very large, um, crowded and busy city, but it emerges that actually he lives in a town where there are less things available there. But on the other hand, it's quieter. I'm not sure basically, he says on condition that my house is near to the bathhouse, and it's a Rochik, but it emerges that it's actually far away. Or he says Rochik, it's far away, and it's a Korov, and it ends up being near. I'm not sure actually, Bas, on condition that I have a daughter, and my daughter does part of the work in the house, so you'll need to do less. I shifra gadeles. 
or I have a maidservant who can braid hair very well, but it ends up that he doesn't have it, or he says that I don't have a daughter or another maidservant, but he does. He says on condition that I haven't got any children, but it emerges that he does have. He says I'm being a Kaddish on condition that I haven't got any children, but it ends up being that he has got. Sorry, he says on condition that I have got children and he ends up not having. In all of these examples, it's considered to be a Mekar Ta'us. And the Mishnah adds, in all of these cases, even if she says that I intended to receive the Kedushin even despite the condition. I didn't say so, but I intended to receive the Kedushin anyway. Since she didn't say it, it's relevant what she thought. In a legal action taking place, the conditions need to be stated explicitly. And therefore, in all of these cases, in Mukudeshes, she would not be considered Mukudeshes. And the Mishnah adds, The same would apply if she tricked him. For example, she says that she is the daughter of a Koyain. And then he performs Kedushin, but it ends up being... And he says, I'm performing Kedushin because, on, on condition that you are the daughter of a Koyain. And she emerges to be not a daughter of a Koyain. The Kedushin would not be valid. And even if he claims later that he wanted to perform Kedushin despite the condition, even then the Kedushin will be invalid because it's considered to be a Mekah Tos if either of the sides trick the other one. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's tricking them intentionally. But if one of the sides is lacking an important piece of information, then the acquisition and the Kedushin would be invalid.